Guys on Metro, episode 56. I'm Liam. With me is Chris and Greg. And the Red Bulls this weekend, they win 1-0. They beat Cincinnati in their first ever MLS meeting. On the other hand, later on in the show, we're going to talk about Red Bulls 2. They played tonight. You're probably going to be listening to it on Thursday. So they won 5-0 against Birmingham. An onslaught of goals. We're going to go deep in depth on that one. Um, what's going on, guys, before we get into the Red Bulls, the first game? Not too much going on. We won a game, finally. That happened, yeah. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, the starting lineup, right? We saw Brian White up top. Big news. Bradley Wright Phillips, you know, he just had a groin strain or a groin injury of some sort that held him out. Omir back in the starting lineup. And then we had a midfield of Sean Davis, Mark Tchaikovsky, Daniel Roy out on the left. Wheel as a right wing back. Um, same thing as Connor Laid. And Tim Parker, Aaron Long, and Amro Turek in the middle. Um, I guess a couple of things stood out. Uh, of course, I just mentioned Brian White, but also no Michael Maria. And he was healthy. Uh, I mean, in the press conference, Chris Armas was asked about it and asked about why Alex Muriel got that start in that somewhat same position over him and basically just skirted around it and avoided it. Do you guys think that Maria's head is still with the Red Bulls? I don't think it's fully still with the Red Bulls, but... Um... I think it's just more to kind of clear his head because obviously he's had a bit of a rough start to the season, so maybe benching him will kind of, I don't want to say humble him, but maybe realize that, you know, he's not a, a shoe-in starter, so and that there's other guys that are able to compete for his spot or that we can, you know, adapt a system to where we can use someone else other than him. Yeah. I think both of you guys were really excited to see Amaro Turek uh, get back into the lineup and for good reasons he he showed on the day that he's very capable as a defender um, as a center back but also his, his passing ability isn't too shabby he had a couple of good balls over the top one that Royer almost scored on um, but when you look at this lineup it's more so like a 3-3-3-1 that we saw a lot with Jesse Marsh um, how did you guys think that worked? I kind of like Tariq. Tariq is nice. So, yeah, I cool. think I could see, like, I don't know, I think Wheel was probably one of the top performers for this game, and I think that him and Mario really, I mean, it, it's not really sad to say, but I think Wheel could give Mario a run of his money for that wingback spot, because I think that he's been performing great. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. I wrote something before the season, like, why not try Mario at right wing? And it was, you know, I, it was just a thought, right? And I, it was just something to write about during the off season. But in the three 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 one, I think Mario would be perfect there given his offensive capabilities at the same time. Um, I think it was once a Metro, and I don't know if it was completely... Um, you know, serious. They uh, they have that guy that tweets pretty sarcastically. 
but wait, was it him? No, that was a tweet about Connor Lee. That said that um, putting Connor Lee farther back stunted his growth because he's, you know, better going, you know, up and down. But um, no, it was it was um, it was um, what's his name? Writes for the Athletic. I'm blanking right now. Um, Christian no, Christian, Christian Dyer. Dyer. Jesus Christ. Yes, Christian Dyer. Um, I believe it was him. Just saying that Alex Muell has been. You could say he's been the the MVP. Uh, for the Red Bulls this season and maybe even like the end of last year too. That he might be the best Red Bulls player at the moment, as for as far as form goes. Uh, it's kind of tough to say. I don't know. He was pretty solid on the day. I mean, I I don't I don't know if it's necessarily a credit of him being good. I think it's maybe more that the team just hasn't been good. Yeah, that too. That too. Um. I think towards the end of last year, the last three games or so, when he was really coming into his own, the Red Bulls were still playing well, but they were squeaking out results, and they, you know, won one nothing on uh, decision day to get supporter shield. Um, but yeah, let's let's get into into the game and stuff. Um, you know, Red Bulls looked pretty good as the game started and and went on. And, you know, of all people who scored the goal, it was Connor Lade. Um, before we get to you, Chris, um, Greg, I want you to say sorry. No, before say that, sorry. you left out a very important detail here because you forgot who got the assist. No, say sorry. I never, I never, I never... I never talk about Daniel Royer as a finisher or in a role like that where he's like high up on the field. I just don't like him. He can't he can't link up play though, but that back heel would say otherwise. He does he he tries the back heel frequently. Every game. So I would I would hope that he connects on a couple of those. Uh, Say sorry. Wheel was ready to blast it, and then Connor was screamed at him to let it go. Greg, say sorry. That was a banger, and he had a good. He had a good first half, like a really solid first half. Yeah, he did. I think he was probably the best player on the field in the first half. He was. Yeah. Yeah, but once again, it's not saying much either. I mean, everyone in my section, we have a nickname. We just call him, instead of Connor Lade, he's Connor Liability. Oh. So, wow. I think he maybe heard that before the game because when yeah. they announced the lineup, we just called him that. So. He had two megs. He had, like, a couple of crunching tackles, some good crosses. Yeah, I mean, it comes out of nowhere, but um, I think at the I wrote a, a piece – after this game, and I was like, you know, one of the things I said was, look, the Red Bulls, they won, right? They snapped this little streak. Connor Lee scored the goal, and and they only had one shot on target, and it was that one. I just, even though the Red Bulls, like, seemingly played well, the offense still isn't clicking. Even then, though, I would say the Red Bulls played well. They, they got lucky. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you look at the 
history, yeah, you look at the three times the post saved them. Um, and it's odd because I think some of these times it's never because the Red Bulls are facing sustained pressure or constant counterattacks. It's just like, you know, the other team picking that one moment and just getting through and, and almost scoring. And, you know, how did you guys think they look going forward, though? Yeah, like you said, it just seemed like, I mean, I don't want to say that chemistry isn't there, but I think it's also tough, you know, this is a new, I mean, I don't want to say a new system, but with the lineup we were rolling out, some of the players may not be used to the system, and um, I don't know. There's just something missing going forward. Uh, I think, I mean, I think it's the wing play, which is a problem, and then not having a number 10, it's just been providing Baldwin for the strikers. And yeah, I think not having a number 10 could be a big like problem. Even, even with Kaku playing too, is what I mean. He hasn't been playing well either. Yeah. But really, I, I mean, I kind of like the the five at the... I guess you call it five at the back, I guess. Like the way the wing backs go, I think. Is, if it's Wheel or Murillo and Kamara on the other side, I think with that and Tariga left center back, I think that's pretty solid because that whole back line is pretty, is pretty gr- great. So it's just, who are you going to put in the midfield on the wings to be honest? But at least he changed up his subs for once. Kamara got a great ovation when he came on. So yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I mean, I really think it works for this team too, because they don't have the, the center midfielders. They just honestly don't, have somebody like Tyler Adams that I almost feel as if the four two three one just doesn't really, you know, it's just not that stable. I felt like with this, with this formation that they ran, I felt like Sean Davis had a lot more time to pick his passes, connect the dots in the midfield, and they looked a lot smoother in transition. Um, again, Mark Shakovsky, I feel like if you – put him to the bench and you put Kaku in that role. Um, Kaku might have a little bit more defensive responsibility uh, at times, but I think that it would suit him well. And yeah, once you put Kamar in there and then you maybe move Wheel up to where Fernandez was playing and put Mario back in there, I think it's a formation that could really work for them and maybe get the most out of, of, positions where like Greg you're saying where the wings there's nothing going on there well maybe if you get Kamar and Mario in a higher position uh you know and Mario could then feed off a wheel a little bit more and vice versa that the Red Bulls could find some success yeah but I feel like we've tried to use the system before with wheel at right wing and it, it was just he wasn't consistent enough, and I think that's the problem is you don't want to make this formation change to try to, you know, fix a few players when these guys are just consistently inconsistent. Okay, I mean, I think almost like a a five four one diamond would be like, I don't want to say perfect, but I feel like that would benefit everyone. The only thing is Sean would have a lot to do defensively, but I think that he could do it in a way. Yeah, I almost think that that 
again puts him like there was kind of the problem for a lot of this season where Sean is just being left by himself and he's just screaming on the field for help you know like we've seen it um I don't know it, it it's still left to be seen what's gonna work week in week out but I like this going forward um one thing that I wanted to mention too is Brian White I felt like it was a pretty tough matchup that he had against Kendall Lawson. I think he took the brunt of it a lot, but he, he played well. I thought he had a, a good shift. I mean, obviously he gets, you know, that hockey assist, but I thought that, you know, with his back to goal a couple of times, he did pretty well. And on the ball, he was smooth. Um, and I, I mean, why not give him another run out against the Galaxy? Why not? I mean, not necessarily the best back line. They've made improvements, but still. If Bradley Wright Phillips is healthy, who are you starting? At Stryker? Yeah. Well, Bradley Wright Phillips. I mean, I say that because it's BWP, but personally, I would I would give other guys a shot right now. That's what I, I mean. mean. I don't think yeah. I don't think White necessarily looked good though. Um, I mean, yeah, he battled with um, Waston with Waston, but yeah, he just he, he didn't really impact the game enough. I feel like. No, I that's true. I mean, like he didn't have a a, a great game, but I think. For the matchup that he had, he, he it was admirable. It yeah, was a good he, yeah, yeah, he did decent enough. And I don't know. I feel like it wasn't his fault, to yeah. be honest, because the service hasn't been there, so you can't really blame. There's only so much he could do. Yeah, and it's hard. It, that's where the criticisms of Bradley Ray Phillips, they kind of like, all right, he hasn't been playing well, he hasn't been scoring, but the service hasn't been there. But at the same time, I don't know if – Bradley could have mixed it up with Kendall Waston as much as Brian White did. I just think that just gives the team a different look. Um, you guys have any other thoughts on this game? Uh, not really. I mean, it's it's tough. It's early in the season still. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're not playing well, but rather, like I've been saying, I'd rather them play bad now than later on in the season. I agree with that, and we will be back with our bullpen segment. We're going to talk about Red Bulls 2 and their 5 nothing win over the Birmingham Legion. on that so metro red bulls two tonight with a decisive win and they're off to a great start they're first in the standings six one and one 19 points 21 goals for and look i mean it was a good win for the guys and a lot more rotation as we're beginning to see it was a midweek game obviously but um we see Derek etienne get a start Matthias uh, Jorgensen, Andreas Ivan, Chris, your boy. Um, Kyle Zayich, he comes into the starting lineup. And Edgardo Rito, as well as uh, Alan Giannis, joined in. Ryan Mara got the starting goal, too. I thought he had a great shift. Um, 
All right. I mean, what what were you, what did you think of this lineup, Greg? It's a pretty strong lineup, I think, especially for USL uh, with Ivan and Etienne on the wings. They're two very direct players, which is, I think, better for a guy like Jorgensen. They can run him behind. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because, I mean, Red Bulls, too, I think you have to give a lot of credit to John Wallenek and his ability to just handle all these changes and adjust the team. And they've played in this shape before. This isn't, you know, the 4-3-3. It's not new by any stretch of the imagination. But, um, you know, they look good this way. And you could almost say that these front, this front three is, you know, this is the first team front three, you know, maybe off the bench. Maybe the, the first team is going to look at, you know, a 4-3-3, adjusting this kind of a system. Think that's well, I think the four three three worked with this because they didn't really have a, a number ten. I think for the first team, I mean, unless you don't have Kaku, then yeah, I think the four three three could work with like Davis, um, Shakovsky, and Caceres. But if you have Kaku in the mix, unless you move Kaku out to wing, but. Mhm. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways you could look at it, right? I mean. At times, I felt like Chris Lima was kind of pushing forward a little bit more than Kofi and, and Zayic. Yeah. Um, he was popping up, popping in some different places. But like you said, it's a good point that Kaku is going to want to be a lot higher than even Chris Lima was tonight. Um, so that that is a problem. Uh, I did think that Derek Etienne looked really good. I think this year he's looked... You know, very good when he's played with Rebels too. Three goals in four games. He gets the first goal, and it was a great play on his part. And, um, you know, obviously a bad back pass, but a, a cool and calm finish from him. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad he uh, got that goal. I think he needs a little confidence boost because when he's been called up for the – well, I don't want to say called up, but called upon, I should say. Uh, for the first team, he hasn't looked too good this season. Yeah, and it's weird because when he's with USL, I think I always use this phrase, you know, it's just they just look a little bit better. Like they sh- they're yeah, on another I mean, level. I think it's partly the competition, but he just seems also better on the ball. Yeah, but then – it's finishing too. But it's like he looks like he's on another level, but then when he gets to that, you know, it's the next level, he just hasn't looked good at times, and he looks kind of predictable. And I don't know if it's nerves or anything, but, yeah, not to take anything away from him. He had a a really good game today. Um, You know, just a really dominant first half from Red Bulls, too. Um, You know, on the night, they, they have 18 shots, 11 shots on target. But at the same time, though, the Birmingham Legion, they had their opportunities in the first half, and I think Ryan Maris stepped up huge. Yeah, he made a few big saves uh, in the first half. His second half, it was pretty much all Red Bulls, too. Yeah. Um, you know, Andreas Ivan had a, a solid outing, too. Um, looked very confident on the ball. I believe he took the corner kick in which Sean Nealis... Scored on. Yeah, he did. Uh, I don't know how that got to Nealis, though. I don't know either. And I'm surprised he didn't score with his head. But uh, it was you know, it was a good finish. It was, you know, close, but uh, hard to miss from there. But, uh, you know, 
Chris, your boy Andreas Ivan, is once again, you know, playing with Red Bulls too. Do you think that he's earned a first team, like first team minutes now? I don't want to say earned. I just feel like Armis isn't giving him a chance at the moment. And like we talk about, like the whole organization, I think is very high on Fernandez, and we saw him get a start in CCL away, which was a shock. And now he starts this weekend. He saw our last week against Cincinnati. So, and Etienne, like you said, I think I've noticed it too. When he's with Red Bulls too, he just performs. But then when he gets his chances in the first team, he doesn't really do much. And I think that with all the winger play, I think that with Muil playing at that wingback spot, it kind of opens something up to a right wing opening between Fernandez and Ivan. Mm. I think that if Armis decides to keep Maria on the bench and keep wheel at that wing spot, then I think Ivan should definitely get a chance at that wing spot. Yeah. That's a good argument for it too. And I would think that he has just as good of a shot as Omir has. I mean, I think at the moment their, their talents aren't too far apart. Um, Back to Rebels 2, though, I mean, Matthias Jorgensen, he gets on the score sheet um, twice, but he has a good finish, and I think, you know, I, I'm not sure, you know, what the, the problem was um, beforehand. Um, you know, Joe Goldstein said it, that after the game, he looked pretty upset after the Loudon game, you know, players not finding him and honestly when I'm watching it I feel like I kind of see it sometimes too that he's just not the ball isn't maybe getting you know play it to him maybe sometimes it could be forced but if you're confident in a player you might just play the ball at the chance that they might get on the end of it Derek Etienne gives him a great pass and he finishes pretty well um what did you think about his performance tonight Greg yeah, his movement looks good, especially for a kid that young. I really like his movement off the ball. Uh, always looking to make runs in behind, and he got the two goals. It was just mostly about being in the right spot at the right time, uh, especially the second one off the Stroud shot. Yeah, and then he just really gets lucky there. But it's good for him, you know, to follow up. It was a, a poor mistake, but it was a, a really wet night. I think it was a it sucks for uh, Van Aukel. I think he had a really good first half, um, but then in the second half, he uh, he let a couple go by him. But, uh, you know, Andreas Ivan could have had a goal in the opening couple of minutes. He, he, uh, it was a good shot, too. But on to Tom Barlow, the, the golden boot. Uh, you know, he's in first place right now, the golden boot in the golden boot standings. Uh, and a guy that, you know, now I feel like a lot of people are talking about, like, well, why isn't this guy being talked about with the first team? He comes on and he gets a couple of chances and he puts one away on his left foot, you know, just hits the post and goes in. This guy is just on fire. There's a right deflection now. on it. Yeah, but they all count. And yeah. it wasn't going to be credited to him. But apparently USL went back and said, you know what, we'll give it to him. Yeah, he's just he's kind of stuck because it's just a backlog of strikers. He's got three pretty good strikers ahead of him in White, Jorgensen, and BWP. Arguably, well, I mean, not even arguably, he's been the best striker in the whole system now. Oh, for sure, but... 
for but not even I was gonna say not even just for this season, but you could also say that even towards the end of last season he was probably the best. Yeah. And um, you know, I it it's tough for him too because we're giving we give him all this credit, right? He's been playing so well. I don't think people even mention a lot of times he's coming off the bench. And he's not consistently yeah. starting. And like, he'll score a goal, and then he'll come off the bench the game after. Yeah, he'll score two and then come off the bench. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of it's because, you know, the first team wants to get their guys some minutes and wants Jorgensen to, to get, in some play, get some playing time. And I think that that's the right thing to do. But, you know, a lot, you know, a lot of credit goes to Tom Barlow for the season he's having you know, not even having a consistent starting spot. And he should have another goal to his tower, another two, uh, you know, if that one doesn't, um, if the the one against Birmingham got counted and, you know, maybe he finishes that one against Loudon, which, you know, I think he would like to have back. But a pretty, pretty convincing win from Red Bulls too. Who would be your man of the match? Um... Probably have to say Jorgensen for the two goals. Yeah. It's hard to not I mean, give a guy man on match when yeah. two goals. And especially because those were his first two goals for the club, just as a whole. No, he scored. He scored before. Oh, yeah, he scored last, or, yeah, it was last game, I He's, think. He scored but against he Loudon. I remember, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Um, that was his first goal. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's... I agree with you too. I do think Derek Etienne has a has a shout for it too because he was pretty dominant when he was on the field, created a lot. Um, also want to you know give a, a shout out to I think Kyle Zayek is actually a, a pretty decent player for Red Bulls too, and I like him. I think I think at first I was just saying, wow, he's a you know he's a physical guy, he, he has a high motor, but he can you know he can pass the ball and he could keep things going and also Edgardo Rito is is pretty exciting going forward and he got in a lot of good spots in the first half and he almost scored actually um I think whenever Red Bulls 2 needs some more offense he's you know the guy you need to start at right back all yeah. right so sure. that's it with Red Bulls 2 let's cap things off with you know this preview the Red Bulls this weekend, they're going to be hosting Zlatan Ibrahimovic for the first time. Uh, the Galaxy, they're, they're doing pretty well right now. They've turned things around in the sense of their defense. Uh, they've only conceded seven times. I mean, they've only conceded eight times. Um, they're in second place in the West. Seven wins, one draw, one loss. 22 points right now. Both teams from L.A. are sitting pretty on the other hand, the Red Bulls, they're, like we've been saying, and you all know, the Red Bulls have been struggling a bit. They're 2-2-4, two, two um, 9 goals for, 9 against, sitting in ninth place. A lot of 9s. Um, so, I mean, what are you guys thinking about the Galaxy coming into this game? They're obviously on a high and playing a team like the Red Bulls who have been shoddy. Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough, for sure. I think um, the, the crowd's going to be up for it, I I guess, because 
just when Zlatan's coming, like when a big star comes, like we saw last year when we played LAFC, it was, you know, actually there was a lot of fans that were there that aren't there, you know, the Wednesday night games and stuff. So, but I think this week, I think after the win against Cincinnati, I think that we're finally going to, you know, start being the, the old 2018 team. Wow. For the guy that has Armis out as his Twitter name, you're, you're, you're positive now? Yeah, I'm positive now. Wow. Beating an expansion team and the I'm telling you, all ball hitting the is... post three times? All right, if Ivan starts... Oh, then... Lord, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> so nah, Kam- Kamara will be back. Kamara will be back, yes. So that's a huge positive and I think that with Long and Parker together they could stop Zlatan but for some reason like I have just this feeling that there's going to be goals in this game which you know we haven't seen any goals and we can't do anything but I just have a feeling that it's going to be like one of those high scoring games it's going to be that classic 5-4 Red Bulls LA Galaxy game that would be dope the storylines match up. That was David Beckham's first game against Red Bulls, I believe. Yeah. That was one and and still one of his first games in MLS. And uh that was I remember watching that game. I didn't go, but that was one of the best MLS games of all time. Um if not the best. That I mean that would be great, but um I think it's pretty interesting the fact that, you know, they've been so bad, the Galaxy, defensively, but this year it's been the complete opposite story. I mean, they're getting clean sheets, they're keeping teams to to one goal, and they're, they're getting wins. Um, I don't really know what to credit that to, but, um, I mean, I guess you could, you could say that um, uh, Barash Goloto has really turned things around with the Galaxy. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it it helps that um, they've actually had a decent defense this year compared to last year. And I think they've also just made changes. And you know, they they brought in players. They brought in Joe Corona um, to pair up now with Jonathan Dos Santos. And that, you know, you could say, you know, you could have your criticisms of of Joe Corona, but He's a better player than Perry Kitchen is, and that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and the uh, Antonia has been a really good player. They also have guys off the bench that they could bring in. Emmanuel Boateng, we all know that. Um, also, I think it's it's you know you have to mention too that they don't even have Roman Alessandrini. He's still uh, battling with injuries, and he's out for. Four months, he's going to have knee surgery. Really can't catch a break. But, you know, this team could hit a peak towards the end of the season if they keep up the form that they're on. Um, yeah, the last week against RSL, they won 2-1. to one. Uh, A lot of storylines coming out of that one. Um, Zlatan getting it, scoring uh, the game winner and getting into it with Anuha of RSL. Um, going into the locker room post game and trying to offer an apology, I knew how I wasn't really feeling it. Um, 
but yeah, another one for the Galaxy. And, you know, just before we go into predictions and stuff, like I said, um, you know, Perry Kitchen, he's hurt, Alessandrini, and Julian Araujo, um, I believe an academy kid who's uh, played, he's played well for them when he's gotten a chance at, uh, I believe at right back. Um, he's out with a foot injury. Um, and then their, their starting lineup last week, they had Bingham in goal, Rolf Felcher at right back, Steris center back with Polenta, uh, Triore out at left back, Dos Santos, Corona, and then Chris Pontius, guy that must also mention because he always loves to score against the Red Bulls. Um, and then Leggett playing as a 10, and uh, Antunia playing at left wing with Zlatan up front. It'll be a good crowd. Do you think that's going to help the Red Bulls get a win? No, I find it, I find it tough to believe the walk away with the win. Chris, you're hopeful, so what's the, the win tally? Like, well, what's the score? I think it's 3-2. Three, 3-2. Two. Three, two. Goals. Um, I don't think I've predicted a win since, like, I don't even know. Yeah, you've been very, you've been very negative. But I like this newfound positivity. <laughs> um, I think, no, I don't even know. Maybe, like, Minnesota. I think you said, like, they have to beat Minnesota. You know, I think we all did, right? Um, I think I think San Jose was the last one where I predicted a win. Yeah. No, I have not. Uh, I, I know I predicted a Cincinnati, the one over Cincinnati, but. Yeah, I think I had a, I think I had a tie, in Cincinnati, but uh, this week, this week I'm gonna go with a tie again because I'm also very indifferent and. I, part of me that likes to think that the Red Bulls are gonna, you know, play well and get a good result, but then I also, I'm like, why would you think that? The the proof is there that they're not gonna be that good. Um, yeah, I'll go two two. Um, yeah, I I don't know who who scores because I don't know who's starting at striker, but I'd like to see Brian White get in there and maybe get a goal. Um. Connor Lade scored last week, so anyone could freaking score yeah, on this team. I mean, my guess is as good as yours or as anybody's. All right, so before we get going, I'm just going to talk a little bit about MLS and just, you know, some of the things that are going on. Anthony Hudson getting fired today. You hate to see it, but I don't think – I mean, we all knew that this was coming. They, like, haven't won a game yet. They're complete dog shit. And – Anthony Hudson going out and saying that he just doesn't have good players. Like, they're just not good enough. Straight up. That is kind of crazy. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> My players are shit. What do you want me to do? Oh, I'm going to miss Anthony Hudson's beautiful Colorado Rapids football. It's a great – it was a great style of football while it lasted. It was an era for sure. Double. They were going to sign uh, Chris Wood over the summer, you know? I mean, there's a, they need defenders. That's what they need. Like, they actually have, like, capable attackers. They just need, like, a back line or something. Um, yeah. Uh, I think another thing that has to be mentioned, uh, we were talking about it before the show, the Philadelphia Union are in first place right now. First place of the East. 
We have 17 points, 10 matches played. We weren't thinking that going into this year. Uh, I mean, good on them, I guess. Fabian hasn't even yeah, been great really either. Season, yeah. Though. Yeah. No, Fabian, yeah, exactly. And I mean, maybe, I mean, I have respect for Philadelphia because I think that they play decent soccer and I also like their two center backs, the young Americans, Trusty and McKenzie. They played today, didn't they? Yeah, then they won. They won. That's what I think catapulted them, or or not catapulted them. They're, there's a three-way tie for first place, actually, but they're technically in first place, I guess, on goal differential. Um, DC United is in second. Montreal Impact are in third, and the Red Bulls are going to play them after the Galaxy, correct? Yes. Yeah, they, they look good so far, and... I think they've had a, a decent amount of home games. I think they had a, a little home stretch there, which probably helped them. Have you guys seen the Stad Saputo, though? No. The field, it's total shit. Oh, I did see it. It's like yeah. yellow. It's like, it, it's horrible. Yeah. It looks like the Sandlot. Yeah. <laughs> Toronto FC are in fourth place. I would like to point out that I think, Greg, you said they're not going to make the playoffs. I thought they'd narrowly miss out, I guess. I knew I I didn't know Pozuelo would be this good, but Pozuelo looks like he might be one of the best DPs in recent history. All right, all right, all right. All right. Have, come on. I'm not capping. Yeah, Nah, dude, it's, it's been, what, five games, six games? Yeah. <laughs> There's been ten, they've played ten, they played seven, but the rest of the league has... Yeah, but Pozuelo hasn't played in every single game. We're nearly, we're nearly a third of the way through this season. So you're going to say he's one of the best DPs in history after I said recent games. history. Well, how, how, DPs are a relatively new concept anyway. Like, what would you say in recent history? What, the past six months? I think, would you not, <laughs> recent history, I guess I'm going to say past five years. Who have been the best, so, who have been the best DPs in MLS in the past five years? I think Villa, you could, Javinko. I could, yeah, and Villa, okay. Vela, yeah. yeah, and I'm thinking, I'm mostly thinking about Giovinco, right? Because Giovinco played for TFC, and... Pozuelo came right in there as being a substitute for him, and he's playing extremely well, is he not? Yeah, he's still not Jovinko. I think he has the potential to match that kind of production, though. He has five assists already. So does it make him one of the best DPs in recent history? I said he could be one of the best in recent history. No, he said he is. He said he is one of the best. I might have to rewind it, but I'm 99% sure I said he could be one of the best DPs. I, did you All see right, those? You're, you're saying, you're making it sound, the way you're phrasing it, though, makes it sound like he already sure. is. Yeah, like not that he has the potential to be. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Maybe I can't. That he is. Maybe I'm saying that he could be. Oh. Okay. Everybody has the potential to be a good DP. That's what I'm saying. No, but he showed that, that, that he has obvious quality and he could just take over games. 
Look at Nani. Nani is balling right now. Nani is doing it in a different way. Oh, here he goes. They do not play the same position. Fabian hasn't done anything, in my opinion. Well, nobody's saying that Fabian's gonna be, gonna be one of the best DPs in recent history, or you know, in this five-year period. I'm just saying. I'm saying I like him. So you're on the Pozuelo hype train, is what you're saying. If there is a hype train, I I like him. I I think he's pretty good. So let's trade Kaku for him. Yeah. You wouldn't I'd do, do that, that in a minute. I'd do that right now. If they if that was slid over to me. If TFC they, was stupid enough. They. I yeah, I would totally do that. And then uh, what's his name there? Uh, Ooh. Player, what is it called? Oh, the Dennis, remember, Dennis when, is it? remember when, I'm sorry, say what you're going to say. Isn't Ali Curtis there? Uh, yeah, yeah. So we, Greg, <laughs> you might. Greg, remember when you were so excited with Terrence Boyd coming to MLS? Like, you thought he was going to, like, like literally be no, a monster? No. Come on. Chris, I you never were, thought he'd be a monster. I thought he'd be good off the bench. You were like, yo. Nah, we said he'd be like a super sub. We didn't say he'd be Hosea. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This is, nah. No, no. Nah, Greg was super that. hyped about Terrence that. Boyd. Super nah. hyped about Terrence Boyd. He, yeah, because it's like he was supposed to be such a good striker. So I wanted to see like, what he could do in MLS. Like seven years ago. That's <laughs> fine. You never know. I mean, age is just a number. No, he's just been bad. He just hasn't scored when he's been in Europe, and he's been hurt, like, all the time. I understand that. All right. Whatever. But you you love Terrence Boyd, and you thought he was going to be really nice. Just saying. Um, all right. I mean, as far as the East goes, then it's Columbus, Orlando, NYCFC. They've won two games back-to-back, I believe. So Domi Turrent might be the coach for another month, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Chicago in 8th, Red Bulls in ninth, Atlanta in 10th, FC Cincinnati in 11th, and New England in 12th place. And they they tied 4-4 to SKC. Um, LAFC in 1st place, Galaxy, Seattle Sounders in 3rd, FC Dallas in 4th, Houston Dynamo in 5th. Uh, Minnesota United getting their first win at Allianz Field. RSL in seventh, scoring Kansas City, still suffering from a little bit. That CCL hangover. And San Jose, like, uh, like has been getting good results of late, and they, look, they don't look that bad either. I mean, um, they, tie, they, they tied FC Dallas 0-0. Uh, on the weekend, FC Dallas, a decent team. They tied Sounders 2-2. That's a good team in Seattle. And then they beat Sporting Kansas City 4-1. They have they have a red card. Um, they get a red card against the Dynamo. They lose 2-1, but they had a decent shot at it. You know, a good, good recent five games for the Earthquakes. Good for them. Good for them, man. Uh, I stand. I stand uh, the Earthquakes. Uh, and then Portland, Vancouver, and Colorado on two points all the way at the bottom. Yeah, so um, you guys have any parting shots? Any any other? 
I think you may be right what you said preseason. About what? LA and DC. Yeah. I think that could be it. Um Oh, Chris, your boy Mark Anthony K. Five assists on the year. <laughs> you gonna apologize to him? Say sorry. No, something on Twitter again. You guys just can't admit when you're wrong. You guys can't say sorry. No, we just that really doesn't exist. No, I think you're just making some claims that we just didn't make. Nope, no, no. And the Audi player index is very accurate, and it is the end all be all on sports opinion. And Alejandro Pozuelo is in second with an average of 961 Audi player index points. That's you done. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm basically done because in the fourth is Forrest Lasso of Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, there's your argument Cincinnati. right there. Yeah, there it goes. And in first place is Jimmy Maurer of FC Dallas. And well, actually, you're it's Pozuelo that is, is a goalkeeper playing against who do they play this week? Toronto? They play Orlando. So you think Pozuelo's gonna just in a bag of brace and then this is oh my god that's basically what's happening all right on that note that was episode 56 of that's on metro uh wish you guys a good weekend and we'll be back next week to talk about the la galaxy visiting rebel arena for the first time this year